and welcome to Here's Johnny's Reviews, the movie review podcast that will slice and dice or praise and hype a movie. And every month there's a theme. And since it's October, I'm covering haunted house movies, which I'm calling Houseween 2, which is my look at the House on Haunted Hill trilogy, Sleepy Hollow, Ghostbusters 84, and Halloween 2018. So here we have it, the last to date House on Haunted Hill movie that was shattered on DVD in 2007. A sequel no one asked for, but got anyway, straight to tape as you say in the old days, this feels more like a fucking Silent Hill movie, or even a fucking Resident Evil movie, check my archives by the way, than a Haunted Hill movie, with one person coming from the 1999 remake, that's being Jeffrey Give Me A Paycheck Coombs, this barely limps over an hour and 20 minutes, so as you know this is fucking good. Uh, didn't use any of the 1999 remake. I mean, the house looked totally different inside and outside. Also, while I'm on that, they didn't. The house eat itself as I tried to get the last two survivors. Oh, yes, it did! So, why the fuck does it have an inside for crying out loud? Oh, let's just dive into this piece of sh. piece of shit, shall we? Uh, with an unknown budget, this thing pulled on unknown. I mean, oh my god, how the Fucking Hollywood's not notice on fucking budgets for crying out loud. Oh, I just got me this piece of shit. Starring Amanda Raggetti, Eric Palandino, Tom Riley, Andrew Lee Potts, and Jeffrey Coombs, directed by Victor Garcia. The plot. Several years after the event of the 1999 movie, the little sister of one of the survivors returns to the house to find out what made her sister go insane. Thing is, however, there's two teams of people hunting for some sort of idol that may or may, may or may not even be demonic. Legend says this is why Dr. Vanicut went insane. Who will survive and why the fuck should we care? So the movie opens up on a grinning, snarling Dark Castle logo. And if this was a bloody caliber of movies, no wonder I thing died a few short years later for crying out loud. Then, flashing images of someone getting worked on strapped to a metal table as the titles are intercut. Uh, we also see a completely different way of how the inmates escaped to burn down the hospital. I mean, they could have looked at and used footage from the fucking first movie, but no, they had to reshoot this and add all this fucking lame-ass crap to it. As we see a blood-soaked, shirtless, well-built man letting out all the patients and then attacking Dr. Vanicut, once again played by Jeffrey Coombs, who then seals the hospital down. No nurses, no recording of, of the unnecessary surgery, just sailing down the hospital. And by the way, the gears are now less than half the size of what they were in the original movie. Don't mention, this movie is cheap. Why couldn't they use the footage from the 1999 opener? I swear to God, this feels like a cheap Asylum rip-off movie and not the official sequel made by the same fucking studio! Oi, fucking... We then cut to a plain white messy room, or rather bed, in an all-white house. As in the shower, we meet Ariel Wolf, played by Amanda Rigetti of the OC, Friday the 13th remake, and The Mentalist, and got to say, for a fashion mag assistant, she has a pretty big fucking fancy ass house, or is this her sister's house, Sarah? Hmm, 
She checks out her phone and notices eight voicemails from her sister and she completely ignores them because she's a complete utter fucking bitch. She just deletes them and fucks off to work. What a bitch. Actually, scratch that. Never mind what I said. She's the owner of this fashion mag and someone ought to be messed with. Think Meryl Streep in Devil's Prada. And by the way, this fashion mag is fucking, I don't know, Playboy light. I mean, it's called, was it XTC or NRG or fucking PV? Fucking perv. I mean, for God. Cut to a scantily clad bunch of women as the quote unquote gay photographer shoots them. He is. Paul, played by Tom Riley, of Da Vinci's Demons fame. In walks Ariel to the set, where Paul snaps her a picture, and then hits on her blatantly, which she shits down because, again, she thinks he's gay. On to a college campus, and an introduction to Dr. Richard Hammer, played by Steve Stephen Pacey, of Blake's Sevens fame. He's a professor teaching superstition, lore, and demonology to a bunch of bored at their head students. His assistant, Kyle, played by Andrew Lee Potts of Primeval fame, misses a slide due to him being bored of his tits also and almost asleep. He then hits the slide as Dr. Hammer continues telling the legend of the demon Bathomet and his quote-unquote lost idol uh, that he's been seeking for decades as it has, it holds power over mankind allegedly and blah 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 blah. At a book signing? Or is it a college lecture? I have no idea. Dr. Hammer is answered a hit on by a student. Eh? Michelle, played by Serena Vincent of the Power Rangers. She's the Yellow Ranger since 1999. Not another teen movie. Cabin Fever, The Walking Dead, Tales of Halloween, and Stuck in the Middle. And these two have sex, so is she the mistress, a student, or what? Uh, this movie's fucking disastrous and over a bloody place. Kyle Burson interrupts him uh, to tell the professor Sarah Wolf is dead, who he knows for reasons. Cut to Ariel. She's still flirting with Paul on the photo shoot, even though she wanted nothing to do with him ten seconds earlier, but moving the fuck right on. Her phone rings, telling her her sister is then dead. Outside over a cup of tea, Ariel tearfully confesses to Paul she was getting dozens of calls from her sister, but she ignored every one of them to concentrate on work. Again, she's a complete fucking bitch. Later at night, Ariel takes Paul to Sarah's home, and it's a fucking dump, so I'm guessing the $5 million checks didn't clear then. Go fucking figure. I mean, I swear to God, it's a fucking cockroach-infested hellhole with a dodgy-ass lift in a teeny little fucking two-bedroom... Uh, two, two-room apartment, for crying out loud. And this is also a murder scene, yet there's no police, as the scene just have two bits of yellow tape hours after the body was found. Yeah, utter fucking bullshit. Uh, did I mention? This movie's cheap. And why the fuck would Ariel take Paul to a murder scene of her sister's murder slash suicide? What a complete other garbage shitty rating and thing. And Ariel and Paul go to see... Sarah went completely mad after events of 1999 and obsessed over the house collecting all information she could on it and Dr. Vanicott all stuck to a wall, madman style. But of course, I mean, there's fucking newspaper magazine articles and newspaper articles and various other things from the internet all stuck to the walls and there's bits of string going over the bloody place. I mean, typical madman crap. 
And I love the fact this movie is so cheap. They didn't even bother aging the fucking newspaper clippings and I just stuck up normal paper. Hello. If this stuff is from 1999, it would have aged a fucking lot. Let alone being from the fucking 30s. For crying out loud. This is pristine white fucking ordinary paper for crying out loud. Sarah's ghost, no, not played by Alatter or anyone remotely looking like her because Alatter was doing fucking Resident Evil 3 by this time, I believe. Shows herself to Ariel and then blows half her face off. By the way, she looks more like the fucking chick from the rings than Ali Valadeva Latter. The ghost tells Ariel to help them, but Paul doesn't see anything. What the fuck, movie? In walks Dr. Hammer saying Sarah got a hold of Dr. Vanicott's secret journal. How? Why? And where? I mean, uh, also, if it's a secret, how the fuck does everybody know about it? Also, none of the shit's ever mentioned in the 1999 movie shouldn't have fucking Pritchard known all about this fucking thing after he owned the fucking house for 10 plus years that made him go completely doolally himself. Uh, he claims Sarah wanted to go back to the house to get the demonic idol and face her demons, or in this case, ghosts. Errol sums off calling bullshit, and I can't agree with their love because this is fucking terrible. Trapping them in a lift, Dr. Hammer says the idol is worth millions, and Sarah thought she was being fooled in order to get to the journal. And what in the actual fuck? We're only eight minutes into this garbage. I swear to fuck, I almost tossed this movie off the fucking balcony for crying out loud. This is a piece of shit. Eight minutes, I've got, what, an hour and ten to go? Uh, Jesus Christ. <clears throat> With that, she returns home where it's home invaded by Desmond, played by Eric Palandino of ER 66 Park Avenue, Mischief Night, Suits and NCIS Los Angeles. He's the one that actually killed Sarah and also wants his hand on idol, the idol rather, to sell on the black market for $5 million. Uh, he has a bunch of hired guns with him, including Haru, played by Catalina Rainford, Norris, played by Gil Collarinen, Samuel, played by Andrew Peven, and Warren, played by Charles Venn. Now inside, and with the journal that Sarah handily married, uh, mailed to Ariel the day before she was shot in the fucking head, Deadman kidnaps her, forcing her to face the house. Okay, what? We're not even 17 minutes in, and my eyes have rolled more than dice in fucking Vegas. This is utter dog shit. By the way, Desmond has like, I just farted, and it's a silent violent look on his face, and I can't wait till you smell it. Uh, every fucking eight seconds. Plus, he has a habit of dabbing his lips constantly, which drives me fucking insane. Uh, also, Desmond, what the fuck in a terrorist is called Desmond? Cut to a truly cheap CGI shot of the house, looking nothing like it did in 1999 remake. Are we sure this is actually made by Dark Castle? I mean, they didn't even have the CGI model of outside the fucking house correct, let alone the inside. At the house, a Dr. Hammer, his assistant and his mistress shop for reasons. Here, Kyle says, oh, the victims of the fucking souls of the victims are still in the house. Spooky. No, they're not. They wanted revenge on the five surviving members of the Vanicott's staff. Well, the family members anyway, but they'll, they've got all but two, so they're fucking don't want revenge anymore. The 
Now, just off the top of my head, here's a better idea for this. Instead of making up some bullshit story about some demonic idol, how about you have the ghost going after the two finally final family members of Vanicott's staff? Because that would have made more fucking sense, but no, they had to make some bullshit fucking story about a demonic idol for some bullshit demon. Moving on, in the group go, minutes later, Desmond and his goons arrive. The inside the house looking nothing like it did in 1999. Antique a shot if I don't fucking say that. Even the main hallway is different. Where's the huge shard of glass that almost impaled Famke Janssen? They have teeny little shards of glass around this teeny little dining table and that's supposed to be the same fucking dining hall. Kyle rightly asks why a doctor like Vanicott would want some demonic idol. So Dr. Hammond says, Vanicott believed art could solve madness. The fuck? Dr. Hammond pulls out some ground penetrating radar to hunt for the idol, as outside Paul is guarded by Samuel as the rest of Desmond's party enter. It seems Desmond was Dr. Hammer's prize pupil until he got greedy. And one surprise, Hammer's mistress is actually Desmond's girlfriend, because logic. <sighs> oh, and Desmond has a buyer for this idol for five million dollars, just like that. With that, the house starts to go into lockdown. But uh, before this can happen, fully, Desmond and his hired goons go to the master control room and shut it up. All the gears and cards, because that'll fucking work. Back in the main hall, Desmond can't read a Vanicott's journal, so forces Dr. Hammer to read it. He then gets the party to split up into small groups. Well done, Scooby Gang, because that never fucking fails in horror movies. Desmond's men all have ghost trackers that are nowhere above fucking aliens to hunt for the idol. How the fuck does this work? I mean, they don't believe in ghosts, but they have these ghost tracker things. Sort of fuck this movie will be the death of me. <clears throat> Turns out one of the highest goons is a former USC champ, which goes fucking absolutely nowhere. Nowhere, but yeah, UFC uh, first to die because it's a cheap horror movie is the one talking black guy Warren, who is pulled into the wall and halved in two after being given a psychic flash of Vanicut Cillian patience. How very Edgar Allan Poe of him. Hmm. Next to die is talking bad girl Haru, who didn't I say is a lesbian and is killed by two sexy nurses straight out of Silent Fucking Hill. Oh, and here's a TNA for the horny teens, as they all get nude for no fucking reason. She's also giving a psychic flash before Dr. Vanicott slices her face off. Uh, seems like a doctor was running a gay conversion therapy gig on his side. Ah, she do. <sighs> As he tried to shock the key away from the two nurses. So why the fuck did he slice her face off? Oh, by the way, how does getting your face sliced off uh, lead you to die in seconds? Not even a drop of blood is shown. Her face just falls off and she's dead. Desmond hears Haru's gun going off, so sends off the UFC guy to check it out. In the meantime, Elio is dragged into a room where she's giving her own psychic flash from the shirtless inmate from the opening. We get a filler as the opener is shown again, as cut to Ariel in a street jacket in a padded cell, screaming for her help which others do so, as outside Sam was called in over the radio to get his ass inside and to take Paul with him. Next to die is the UFC guy, Norris, 
as in the main hall, he's attacked by two ghosts who wrap his hands in sheets and then wrap his legs in sheets and pull him apart as Kyle looked on completely fucking stunned. Kyle screams like a little fucking girl as others run to find out what happened. Now all trapped inside, the house seals shut because ghosts and spooky shit. Ariel makes her last dash escape and does escape as the doors seal shut. But instead of, oh, I don't know, calling for fucking help and or driving to the nearest fucking town to get help, she goes back inside with, to get her boyfriend. Uh, where the hell did this come from, Barry? Not ten hours ago she hated this guy and now she loves him? What the fuck? She thought he was gay and now she's willing to risk her life just for this douche nozzle? Was oh, a good photographer for, for fuck's sake? As a storm hits, because of course it does, how else are you going to get to see her tits for her fucking white vest? The doors open up, yet no one runs out, as Ariel goes back in, armed with a shitty little handgun. Next to die is Samuel, as the rest in fight he's taken out by yet another Silent Hill nurse. She shuts him to a wheelchair, seconds later everyone's mobile phone rings, and they all hear him die screaming. No second flash for him, just Vanicott doing his best Hannibal Lecter, Jim Archives, as he removes Samuel's brain. Seconds later, there's a Mexican standoff as Ariel pulls a gun on Desmond, so Michelle pulls a gun on her. Uh, this goes fucking nowhere. Somehow all the bad guys lose their guns and are tied to chairs as Ariel and Dr. Ham look at blueprints of the house. Seems as a way out through the sewers, and where the fuck did these blueprints come from? Who cares? Out of his ass, Dr. Hammer pulls out that the idol is guarded by the dead and handily on site as a crematorium, which he thinks will hold the idol because of course it is. Desmond, who is now untied from the chair even though 30 seconds he was fucking tied down, mocks Dr. Hammer as Ariel says she's taking Paul and her the fuck out of this place and fuck the idol. And with that, at gunpoint, he leads them out heading to the showers. What the fuck did I skip the disc here? I mean, again, spouting out more demonic idol bullshit that allegedly turned fucking Vanicott from hero to villain because it possesses men. Anyway, it's been three minutes. Time for another person to die. And it's Kyle, who is thrown to a pool of water. Are the same pool used in the Pet Detective movies, by the by. He's dragged underwater as the movie pulls a poltergeist and bodies start to float to the top, which Ariel dives in to save him, but she can't do it, she's pulled out, so Kyle is dragged under, blah 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 blah. Not before getting another fucking psychic flash of what Vanicott did, i.e. throw patients in to drown them or save them from the madness. Uh, this movie's terrible. So that's now two psychic flashes she's had and no death. You know, it's as if she's a final girl or something. Hmm. Ariel gets out with the help from Paul and Dr. Hammer, so it's now down to five. Back to Desmond, who has run off the map, and indeed is now armed again, is lost in a maze of the house's corridor along with his girl, who is next after Desmond turns on her. She runs off to hide as Desmond shoots at her. Back to Ariel, who helps Dr. Hammer get over Kyle's death in seconds, saying it was wasn't his fault, it was Desmond's fault, and boom, he's now perfectly fine. Uh, Michelle is now heading in a dining hall where she's attacked by ghosts after the pull of the furniture to the ceiling. No second flash for her, she's just squashed by a fridge as Dr. Vanicott smiles on. Cheap! 
Meanwhile, in the shower room, the exact same one used in one of the Resident Evil movies, Ario gets another psychic flash showing her the hidden way out, i.e. a furnace, and a ghost uh, telling her to destroy the idol to free them. It's been two minutes, yet another death, as Desmond is next. Not before, Ario takes Paul and Dr. Hammer to the secret way out through a furnace down a corridor to a secret passageway made of flesh and body fat. How charming is this? By the way, not mentioned in the 1999 remake, but who gives a fuck? Here it is, the demonic idol sitting pride in place in Hell's Vagina. And surprise, a Dr. Hammer wants the idol, so he is possessed and turns on Paul as Ariel tries shooting it, but the bullets just ricochet off it and have no effect, because demonic powers spooky. Ariel then picks up the statue that has no effect on her, so it must all be medic and possessed, and takes it to the showers where she thinks she can drop it down a drain. Running for their lives as ghosts and demons are after them, Desmond finds them somehow, because he was in the fucking second floor and they're in the sub-basement, but he finds him in seconds. He holds him at gunpoint until Ariel hands over the idol, and too bad he's next, as the ghosts throw him into a furnace and roast him alive in some truly, shockingly cheap CGI fire. Paul is next, as the burned ghosts turn on him, so with no choice, Ariel and the Dr. Hammer have to run to the shower room. Paul Runs down the hidden tunnel, as in a shower, surprise, surprise, Dr. Hammer turns on Ariel again. A quick fight in the showers, uh, that then turn himself on and spray blood, because spookiness and sexiness, because she's still wearing her white fucking top. Paul is still running for his life, as the ghosts are chasing him down this fucking corridor, which is longer than it was the fucking last time, not ten seconds earlier. As in the showers, the ghosts attack Dr. Hammer, as... Vanicott kills him by smacking his head off the wall time and time and time again. Vanicott then tries to kill Ariel, but she's the final girl, so gets away while the ghost final return of Vanicott ripping him to shreds. Meanwhile, Paul has to deal with the silent horns in the hell's vagina. Ariel drops the idol down the drain, just as Paul was going to get it. The ghost all turns to dust, the house opens up, Ariel finds Paul, the two kiss, they then leave, the evil is now freed. Cut to a beach where the idol washes up as credits fucking roll. So, that was a return to the house on Haunted Hill, and if I thought the 1999 remake was a mark on the 59 classic, I was wrong. This takes a steaming pile of shit right on top of it. Everything is off. The effects, the script, the acting, the directing, everything. This is beyond cheap. I have never been more bored watching a horror movie in my fucking life. Nothing is fresh or new. I mean, for fuck's sake, the talking black guy dies first. This is dumb and boring. Not to mention cheap. For this, it gets a woefully pathetic 1 out of 10. Still, come back next week as I look at Sleepy Hollow. Then my 4th year anniversary is Ghostbusters 84. And finally, my Halloween special will be looking at Halloween 2018. November is Night of Movies and December is End of the World Movies. So don't forget to like, share, comment and subscribe. Also follow me on Twitter at Here's Johnny's Pod and email me your suggestions to Here's Johnny's Reviews at gmail.com. Check out my other horror franchise podcast of House Underworld Blade 
Psycho and more. Also, my solo podcast of The Fog, The Stuff, The Mist, Dracula, and many, many more. And check out my second podcast, The Schlocky Horror Podcast Show on Anchor, as myself and my co host Eric look at all things bad from B to Z, the best of the bad. Uh, bye. And remember, I watch these bad movies so you don't bloody well have to. Mm-hmm.